Welcome to Hillhurst United Church, the podcast. We're really glad you're here. Whoever you are, wherever you're at, join us on the journey. Good morning. It's uh, Friday and uh, it's sermon production time. We've had a bad week uh, here. We haven't been able to have a recording with Chad. So now you've got me uh, trying to find a place where I can talk and it's quiet. I tried outside the lawnmowers and the leaf blowers took over. Uh, followed by moving to another bench, and I was attacked by ravens, um, so much for for the birds, as you heard two weeks ago. But I found a quiet spot to record, and now hopefully nobody comes in. Of course, without all the lighting and the makeup and the costumes that uh, Anne provides, I look uh, old and gray and wrinkled. That's probably more the truth. Uh, And our prayer now is, dear God, may this work. Amen. What a week we've had, hey? Uh, I am totally, this has been one of the hardest weeks in Alberta. You know, we began the week with the election, uh, probably an unnecessary election, uh, pretty much the same results after six weeks of, uh, bad campaigning, uh, focus off the attentions of, uh, of, of COVID and, um, climate change and immigration. Some of the key issues we needed to look at, we got distracted. Uh, and then, of course, the result is kind of sad. Do you remember when we had, because it's 2015, because I did a sermon, there was an exclamation mark. Now it's, now it's basically because it's 2021. And because it's 2021, we had the lowest voter turnout. And there's a sense of real deflation after the election. And then I was thinking, yeah, we kind of needed a, maybe we needed a provincial election. Like this has been the worst fall ever. It was supposed to be the best fall after ever after the best summer ever, our premier announced. And what dismal leadership we've had from our premier and the province during a pandemic that's turned politics more important than public health. And, uh, and then the reading of people protesting outside hospitals, that's the lowest of low. Do you remember when we used to bang pots and sing songs and support our healthcare workers and post signs in the windows? All of that is faded and gone. The, uh, there's been a cabinet shuffle, but really there should have been major uh, resignations as we tried to be better uh, and try to be a province that we're not embarrassed of. It's just been a dismal week. The COVID numbers highest ever. Uh, and our hospital workers stressed to the max. It's been a very challenging week, to say the least, in this province. And I have never had more little texts or emails from friends in other parts of the country saying, thinking of you and the mess of Alberta, praying for you and your congregation in this difficult COVID time. You know, it brings me back to 2013 when I received many of those kinds of emails when they looked at the flood we were all enduring, and now we're in a different kind of flood here in 2021, post-election, COVID full on. I escaped and had a lunch with a friend, uh, and she was telling me, she's a minister, a clergy person, she said she had a call from somebody asking for a religious exemption uh, from the vaccine. And I thought to myself, religious exemption? I've been doing this 30 years. I've never heard anyone ask for a religious exemption. And she laughed as she said the person was trying to find a way to get out of having the vaccine and thinking that her church would be one of the places that she could go to. 
Apparently, you need a sincere belief that the vaccine goes against your religious tradition. I was like, there's nothing in my religious experience that tells me that I can be exempt from the vaccine, from the ex an exemption from public health, from an exemption from the common good, or an exemption of loving my neighbor. We laughed about the conversation and she said to me, oh, I sent them on to a church in the neighborhood, It'd probably give her one. And then later that week, I had a text from a friend sending me an article, which I want to read to you. It's on the same topic. Here I go with my $1.25 uh, Dollarama glasses that will distract you. It's uh, written by Pastor Keith Marshall. And he says, what does, uh, then it, what does faith exempt you from? What does faith exempt you from? It's very short. Religious exemption is a term I have heard more in the last three months than the rest of my life. Recently, I was asked if Christians should be claimed religious exemption when public health is in jeopardy. Their question made me ask myself, what does my faith in Jesus exempt me from? Below is a partial list of my answer. My faith in Jesus exempts me from putting my wants above the needs of others. We quote scripture, do nothing out of selfishness, ambition, or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves, not looking for your own interests, but each of you in the interests of others. That's from Philippians. An exemption from claiming my freedom in Christ as liberty to act without responsibility. Scripture, you, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free but to do you to use your freedom to in, not to use your freedom to indulge the flesh rather serve one another humbly in love for the entire law is fulfilled in keeping this one commandment love your neighbor as yourself galatians refusing to protect the most vulnerable in our midst jesus says truly i tell you whatever you did for the least of these my brothers and sisters you did it unto me. He concludes, therefore, my religious exemption requires I receive the COVID vaccination to safeguard life and wear a mask to the care of my neighbor. Claiming the Christian faith is no justification to refuse these measures. By invoking the name of Jesus to claim exemption, you are using the Lord's name in vain, and therefore, you're sinning. Now, you may have your own political or personal reasons not to do so, but please stop claiming your faith in Jesus as justification for an exemption from the vaccine. It's a great little piece because it is reminding us, you know, a good religion doesn't exempt you. It doesn't mean you can't be responsible or, or say you don't have to be responsible. Good religion isn't an evacuation plan to another planet, to another reality. It is actually an engagement plan. Good religion, of which we're about, is about engaging in the problems and the messiness and the challenges of life, not an escape to a nirvana at the top of a mountain, to escape uh, surrounded by rainbows and puffy clouds. It's actually down in the valleys, engaging in the messiness of life. And when I look at the key stories of the Christian faith, Jesus had many opportunities where he could have gone the other way. Think of the Good Samaritan story, story that says you don't cross the road and avoid the person in trouble. You actually 
cross the road and engage and help the person in trouble. When Jesus encountered those who were ill, as I said last week, he said, do you want to be well? And in that challenge and invitation, an invitation to help, when he went before the authorities who were talking about who was greatest and, and Jesus could have avoided and said, oh yeah, just get this degree in theology and you'll be fine. He says, no, you've got to be humble like a child. And he bends down and says, this is the greatest of these. You see, the whole of the Tristan tradition is about engagement in the messiness of life, not an evacuation plan out of trouble, but rather centered into the trouble. Last night at 3 a.m., yes, we could probably have a good Zoom call with the entire congregation because I know so many of you are up at 3 in the morning. I was thinking about this story as I was thinking about this sermon, and I thought to myself, you know what? Jesus wanted an exemption as well. It's called the Garden of Gethsemane. After Jesus' three-year ministry, when he looked down the road and saw what was coming, which was the cross, he went to the Garden of Gethsemane. He got his disciples around him, said to them, stay awake. Of course, they fell asleep like we all would. And then Jesus prays, God, Father, if there's any way out of this, now is the time. And of course, there's silence. And we know that Jesus wakes up and the procession goes on into what's called the passion, the trial and execution of Jesus. And you hear from the cross, Jesus saying, Father, forgive them. They know not what to do. And then he also says to them, into your hands, I commit my spirit. And Jesus died. You see, Jesus wanted an exemption. He didn't want to die. He didn't want to go to the cross. He wanted perhaps to go to a nice condo in the Sea of Galilee. But his faith and his deep centered trust in the creator meant he wasn't going to abandon all of that or all the people that he spoke of, the people he loved and the challenges he made. He actually, in, in, in a sense of surrender, gave in. But Jesus, too, like all of us, won an exemption from COVID. We want an exemption from all the troubles and the struggles and the messiness of our relationships and our workplace and the media and all the things. We'd love to have an exemption and escape life, but good religion forces you into life. Now, the good news for us is this. You know, when you look at the story of Jesus wanting an exemption, Jesus trusted and went to the cross. And it is from that place three days later that God breathes new life into Jesus. It's called the resurrection, new life, new hope, new beginning. And I think that's what we have to hang on to these days, that though we all want an exemption, being vaccinated, taking care of public health, loving our neighbor, living our faith fully, even in the messiness of it, will lead to resurrection for ourselves and for others and for the planet. And so, you know, there's lots of people trying to find their way out of this, but being together, trusting in the core of our faith that we are held as we journey to the cross, that resurrection will come for us and the planet and for each one of us. We are engaging in good religion. We're trusting that hope and new beginning will come. And that's what I have right now. You know, I'm totally convinced that uh, this challenging, difficult time that's going to not be over in a day or a week or a month or a year is perhaps the greatest challenge the church 
has faced institutionally and individuals have faced individually and collectively as a society we've ever faced. And we probably all wanted to skirt around it and avoid it, to have an exemption. But the path of the Christian tradition is about redemption, not exemption. And redemption means we do, work, do our best for ourselves and others and the planet. And we trust that God will resurrect us individually and collectively in a new way to be a new community and a new world where we seek to be honest and open and truthful as we seek the betterment of all people, not just some. And that our politics is filled with compassion and justice. Our institutions are honest and real and faithful to all people. And our relationships are deeply based in trust and love and respect for the other. So this is a time of deep hope for redemption. And I hope as we move into this new week that there is a call to solidarity, to know that you're not alone in this and to trust that you are loved and held by the Creator, and that we will be redeemed. There will be new beginning. May we trust that the path of the Christian is one of redemption. And as we journey to the cross, we trust in the hope and promise of the resurrection. And that will give us the hope and promise we need today. It's hard. It's tough. It's challenging but it is indeed faithful religion, deep engagement, deep surrender, deep trust. Thanks be to God that the one in whom we offer our lives and surrender is the one that will lift us up, brush us off, and move us on our way. Thanks be to God. Amen. Thanks so much for tuning in to Hillhurst United Church, the podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode and are thinking about someone who might enjoy it too, we invite you to send it their way and help the podcast grow. We're really glad you're here and we'd love to know what you thought about today's sermon. Leave us a review in iTunes or send us an email at communications at hillhurstunited.com. We'd love to hear from you.